show. It's Dylan James, Out of Bounds podcast right here, and JT has returned. He is across the table from me this week. He is not working at Under Armour tonight, so therefore we can record this show with him. So it's going to be great. Yeah, Dylan, it's great to be back after a brief hiatus, thanks to my work schedule, but always working hard, but I'm glad to be back. I definitely missed you guys. I'm glad you were able to get uh, substitute Scott Dressler to take yep. over my spot. So Our local Scott, ha- hockey analyst. Thanks for helping out, Dylan, last week. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It was a good show last week. It's a good show. So I think we're having a good show this week, too, though. We have a lot of news to talk about. Football, basketball, hockey heating up for the playoffs. My Preds are still in it. Possible President Cup contenders, which I don't even care about because, as we know, getting the President's Cup doesn't mean much nowadays. As a Caps fan, trust me, you do not want that trophy. Unless you're you a Blackhawks fan when they when they won the President's Trophy um, and they actually went on to win the Stanley Cup a few years ago. But that's, a, that's team, been a while ago. They're the only team recently that had won the President's Trophy and won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, you know, granted, that was a lockout season. But every President's Trophy winner since then has not even got into the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Hopefully this year it changes. Well, we got a three-team race, Dylan, that we'll talk about in our hockey segment. But, yeah, your Preds are in there. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins. They're, they're making a comeback real big. And it's on the, on the shoulders of Brad Marchand, too. Everyone hates him. We talked about it last week. But, I mean, hey. He's winning games for his team, and that's all he has to do. And as long as he keeps doing that, they're going to do some good things in the playoffs, which I hate to say that they will be successful in the playoffs. But good thing is the Preds don't have to worry about them until the Stanley Cup final if they get there. So I'm okay with that. You guys can have fun with them. You you and Washington can have fun with them. That's assuming we get past the second round because we're not going to play Boston until the Eastern Conference final. But still, you're gonna have to go through go through that city. To, and you still uh, got that team up in Pittsburgh called the Penguins. Someone gotta worry about them too. Yeah, they're they're getting up there too. You get any Malkin and and Crosby, all them. They're they're playing pretty good recently. Hoping that our team down the road, the Tampa Bay Lightning, have something to say about that. Though. I hope so too. Uh, I still think and a maybe Preds... the other hot team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've been doing pretty hot. Well, too. yeah, but eh, we'll see. We'll see how they do in the playoffs. They're nine and one in their last ten games. Still, they're on fire. Well, yeah, that's regular season though. I know. Come on, I know. That's not good. That I mean, fi- that five-one victory against the Calgary Flames doesn't mean much. No, 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 not at all. They're on a seven-game losing streak, so they're yeah. not going to the playoffs. No, Johnny Gaudreau is probably just whimpering in his locker room right now because he's not going to the playoffs and he's on a pretty awful team this season. He probably should have called Yarmy Yager and when he left the Flames said, hey, can you take me with you? <laughs> Please take me take- with you. <laughs> Please. I need to get out of here. He can't, though. He's locked up for a while. So, I mean, I, hey, if I were Calgary, I'd lock him up, too. So, But anyway, let's talk about some football. Let's talk about the NFL because there's been some free agency moves recently, some signings recently. One big move for the Titans. We actually signed backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert, replacing Matt Castle. Um, our former quarterback that we had last year. And I think Blaine Gabbert's actually a better quarterback in the sense uh, that 
He's a better backup quarterback. He actually is mobile. I think he can do some good things if he has the right team around him, and I think the Titans could be that team for him. I agree, Dylan. The Blaine Gabbert, he did really well with San Francisco last year when he was filling in when they didn't have a quarterback, basically, and so they got Jimmy Garoppolo. So Blaine Gabbert's a good, uh, solid backup option for Marcus Mariota just in case he has an injury uh, during uh, the 2018 season. And the Titans, Dylan, what's impressed me since Mike Vrabel's taking over this team, is the Titans. Because going into the free agency period, we had like a $45 million salary cap space. That's a lot of money. So we have money to spend. But he's not spending all that money like at once. He's filling the roster needs with some major holes. And I think how he's flexing our roster is when we get towards the draft, he's going to get more skilled players to fit in the positions like for his system yeah, yeah. to make the Titans excel because the Titans have been very impressive. And I know the ratings came out on ESPN today giving the Titans a solid B for their free agency picks so far. And, hey, that's a good rating for the Titans when it comes to free agency. But, you know, last year we had a lot of hype for the Titans. This year we have, I, I would say, even more hype than we did last year. Do you think that with the team we're putting together now – with the players that we're signing, do you think we'll live up to the hype that we're getting from ESPN and all the other sports networks? Well, if I'm the players, don't don't listen to the hype. Don't watch ESPN. Focus on the spring training tra- practices and the getting ready for the off-season OTAs and all that. And, you know, just don't let it get to you. Don't buy into the hype. Just focus on what you do. And I think the Titans, if the players have that mindset, I think they'll do really well. I think in Nashville there's a lot of optimism I know when they first hired him, they were Titans fans were like, what? Because you remember, we were trying to get um, the Patriots offense coordinator, Josh McDaniels, and then he decided to stay. So I think the Titans, what we got now and the players we're bringing in, it's looking sophomore now. But like you said, Dylan, the game's not one on paper. It's one on the field. And I think the Titans, if they have that attitude, they will be a lot better. And we still got some free agent moves that we're trying to take. I know we didn't get a Dominic Sue. We'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. But – one player that I think that they could really make a run at is Elvis Duverville. Elvis. Elvis. Elvis Duverville. Elvis. Uh-huh. You know, get him uh-huh. as the offensive lineman because yeah, we need yeah. to fill that hole too. So I'm all I think that would be good. Yeah. Sorry, I was listening to some Elvis in the headphones. <laughs> anyway, good. yeah. So I, I think that would be a good pickup too. We definitely need some some help in the um, linebacker category. I think that that would be a major piece that we could get for the Titans this off, this offseason. Um, but, you know, we didn't get Indomitian Sue. He's actually going to the Los Angeles Rams, a one-year, I believe, $16 million contract. Great contract for him. Fantastic. Um, it's not as much money as the Jets were actually offering. The Jets offered Indomitian Sue a larger contract. However, they rescinded the contract a few days after they had offered it to him. So... It looks like they're kind of in a mess as well right now. They're not really as sold on Indominus Sue as everyone else was. Do you think it's because they saw a flaw in Indominus Sue, or do you think it's because they just got cold feet and said, you know what, eh, they're disheveled, they're just going to decide to pull their offer? I think, Dylan, the Jets were being desperate when they initially were planning to offer him more money and a longer-term deal. For Dominic Sue, I think he just he's focused on winning a title. You know, it didn't work out in Detroit. He went to Miami, took his money. Didn't Miami wasn't been successful, so he decides to go to L.A. Rams, who they did really good this season. They made the playoffs, and 
I know they lost to the, the Falcons, but the Rams, I think, with that offensive move for the and their offense clicking next season and the defense being Dominic Sue is really going to help them because their defense was like near the top of the league. And I think for the Jets, the Jets are kind of all over the place right now. They haven't decided they're going to commit to a quarterback or sign a quarterback. They, they don't know what to do. And the draft's coming up. It's like, what, three weeks from now, Dylan? Yeah, so it's the, close. The Jets need to figure out what they're going to do because they had a bad season, and the Jets, to me, cannot afford another season. I mean, lucky for them, the Jets and the New York Giants are kind of in the same boat right now. Who would have thought of that? But the Jets, I don't know, Dylan. It's too early to say, but I don't think even if they spent all that money on Dominic and Sue, he was going to help the Jets' cause. I don't think so either. I, I think that it was a rash decision to offer him a huge contract before actually looking at their roster and saying, you know what, we need several more pieces than just a defensive lineman. And so you look at Dominic and Sue, and, and he is a great piece. He's very disruptive. I think he would have been really, really good in Tennessee with Jarrell Casey on that defensive line that we have in Tennessee. But, you know, it's one of those things that you just can't break the bank over a guy like that with a team like the Jets. The Jets need a lot more help than just that. So, you know, I I think they just decided to pull that contract because they said, oh, we made a, a terrible mistake. We need to spend that money elsewhere and spend it on more pieces instead of just bringing in one major piece and finding other players that might accept lower contracts. So I think that it's a good idea that the Jets did pull their offer. Um, so maybe they can help on other positions on that team because they do definitely do need a lot of help in this off season. Um, so speaking of other moves and stuff in the league, I think Odell Beckham Jr. may be on the move from the New York Giants. Uh, the GM came out earlier this week saying at the annual league meeting here in Orlando that he's tired of people asking about Odell and uh, what he's doing off the field and why he's doing these things, and he's just getting tired of it. And it's there's been, there have been reports saying that he is open to trade talk. He's open to offers for Odell Beckham Jr. So do you think that those that trade could happen? Do you think that that, that, that move can happen this offseason and see Odell out of a Giants uniform this season? It really depends, Dylan, what the Giants want to do. Last I heard, the Giants, the Giants were playing a hardball because they want two first-round picks for Odell Beckham Jr., and no team's going to do that. No team's going to trade two top picks to try to get Odell Beckham Jr., unless you're the Cleveland Browns, but I don't think the Browns are willing to do that. And for Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he wants to play – he wants to stay with the Giants, but he's not committed to long-term because he feels the Giants are going to be rebuilding. I mean, let's face it. Once Eli Manning's gone, that's it. The Giants aren't going to be nothing but mediocre. So if I'm the Giants, you have to entertain offers for Odell Beckham Jr. Just see what you can get. Especially because I think if they trade him now, they can get some exceptional value, like a few, couple of draft picks, maybe a starter, like a running back or something, or a, a elite wide receiver. And you get a young quarterback because the Giants have the number two pick in the draft this year. You get him in there, and who knows? Maybe in a couple years, the Giants could be really good again because Eli Manning he's going to retire at some point. He's going to be gone either this up after this season or next. So, if I'm the Giants, I know you're trying to play hardball. So, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to trade him. He ain't going nowhere. But I think as we get closer to this regular season, Dylan. 
if some team blows their mind, let's say there's like a big injury or something, and the Giants get an offer that they can't refuse, you got to take that deal. You have to. You have to. And I think the Giants are looking at using the number two pick for a quarterback. I think that would be a very, very smart move by them because Eli is not going to be... Well, I mean, he really hasn't been the elite quarterback he was when he beat the Patriots twice. You know, it's not the same Eli that we're used to. So I think that they will have to look for another option at quarterback. I think it's good they're going to test Eli out at starting quarterback this year because he has earned that position with the resume he has. So hopefully he can spark something this season with you know new people around him and new coaching staff new teammates around him maybe something happens with Eli there's a renaissance in his career and he decides to become an all pro once again but they do have to address that quarterback position soon I think that they will this offseason in the draft and you know having Odell Beckham Jr. there I mean it's it's more hassle than it is reward I think Odell he just has so many issues on and off the field and he's such an emotional player too and it's great to have emotion as a player in the NFL but at the same time you have to watch your emotions you you can't go crazy with your emotions and Odell Beckham Jr. more often than not goes crazy with his emotions so I, I think that he needs to look at himself in the mirror and figure out what he's going to do because I don't think it's healthy for him to continue like this i think that it would be good for him to have a scene of a change of scenery as you will so maybe him going to another team would be great i mean i know there are teams out there that are looking for a wide receiver with his talent so the los angeles rams once again their name is in the hat to possibly offer them a trade for odell beckham jr so we'll see if he moves anywhere this off season but it's going to be Really, really interesting come draft time uh, for a lot of teams, actually. Because you see, the top five picks are Cleveland Browns, New York Giants, New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos, and the Indianapolis Colts. That's the top six picks right there. And you could easily say three quarterbacks could go in those top six picks. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, I've heard he's really been increasing his stock lately in the draft. And, of course, you got Darnold, the quarterback at USC. He's another one that could be picked. Of course, you got Josh Rosen, another one. So the draft next month, Dylan, is going to be very interesting. But at least for our Titans, we have our future quarterbacks. Oh, we, we don't do. Have to worry we about don't have to worry about this anymore. Um, but another name you didn't mention there is the one, the only, a Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, of course, Baker Mayfield. I mean, come on. You, you can't forget him. But <laughs> Denver is sitting there at the number five spot. They have already said that they're not discounting the fact that there are good quarterbacks in this draft. Um, and with the top five spot, I mean, I think that they could possibly go for a quarterback, even though they just signed Case Keenum to a, a contract there in Denver. I think that they could possibly be in the Baker Mayfield um, sweepstakes this year because I think Baker Mayfield has made the best impression on John Elway. And who knows? Maybe we see Johnny Manziel go to a team like that, go to Denver. Um, I know that there he's been linked with the Patriots recently. In the past week or so, that it seems as though the Patriots have been working him out a lot to see how he does. But, you know, I, we don't know what's going to happen. It, I think it's going to be probably one of the craziest drafts we've seen in a long time when it comes to trading, when it comes to just everything about it. I think it's going to be pretty crazy, so buckle your seatbelts because it's going to be a very, very bumpy ride to the finish. 
Well, the NFL, as you mentioned, had their meeting in Orlando this past week, and Dylan, one of the major things they did was they approved a new catch rule, and they also are doing what college football is doing with targeting. So you, you could get ejected from the game if you hit someone in the helmet or something. So, Dylan, what are your thoughts on the NFL finally deciding to change the rules for a catch? Because that was driving everyone crazy it the last was. couple years. They simplified it a lot. So what they did instead of saying, hey, this is what a catch is, and then seeing it implemented on the field, they saw the implementation of it on the field and then scratched everything. They erased the entire rule and rewrote it from what they saw. So they watched the plays. They watched the um, Des Bryant play. They watched the uh, Jay, what's his name? Tight, tight end from Pittsburgh, um, James something. Um, they saw him, <laughs> whatever, Jesse James. There you go, tight end from Pittsburgh. They saw his catch, and they watched it, and the league, the people in the meeting said, hey, was that a catch? Do you want that to be a catch? And they said, yes. They said, okay, let's write out what you saw there to make it a catch. And so it's it's very, very streamlined. It's very, very simple now. So hopefully there's not going to be as much controversy when it comes to the catch rule, but there is that factor of with the simplified catch rule there might be even more intentional fumbles or more unintentional fumbles and there might be more turnovers in a game so we'll have to watch that very very closely next season to see if that happens but i like it on the uh, you know just on the onset I, I really really like it i think that it's a good move for the league to do and, you know, it's something that the XFL, that was on, that was their major platform, was this whole simplified catch rule. And I think that that's a really good thing for them to do to, um, to get ahead of the XFL coming out in the next few years. But also with the, um, the other rule, the ejection rule, that's a great rule as well. I'm glad they implemented that and they decided to go with the college feel for that. They also decided that at the end of a game, if someone scores a game-deciding touchdown in the waning seconds of the game and the game ends, they don't have to kick that field goal at the end of the game. Like that game that happened against Minnesota and the Saints. Uh, when Minnesota got the touchdown, they everyone rushed the field, but then in the rule book, it was saying there was supposed to be a kick. There was supposed to be an extra point attempt. So most teams anyway, they usually just knelt on the ball and just, you know, left it at that and won the game. But now they decided to just nix that, So, which is a great thing for the league. I, I think it's great. So, yeah, I, mean, I think really, really good rules came out of that meeting, and I think that it'll be really, really good for the season coming up. So let's go over to some basketball. Let's talk about college, college basketball and the NCAA March Madness Tournament. And uh, the Final Four are set, JT. They're going to be playing in San Antonio. We got Loyola Chicago versus Michigan and Kansas versus Villanova. So I'm going to go with you and see who your picks are and who you think is going to win it all. Well, <clears throat> Sister Jean probably going to hit us on our Twitter page, but I am picking Michigan to beat Loyola, Loyola Chicago, the Rams. Loyola. Loyola. <laughs> Three weeks of trying to learn how to say it. I'm still struggling. I know. But, uh... Look, Michigan, Dylan, this team has on a 13-game winning streak coming into the Final Four. They got a lot of great players. They're big man, Maurice Wagner. And they have, you know, so many great players on the team. And Michigan's been dominant. I watched their game against Florida State in the Elite Eight. And 
Michigan was like the first half was struggling, and Florida State they were in it, but they couldn't make their points towards the end of the first half. If they did, they would have been up by fourteen. And then the second half, Michigan was like a different team. They just flipped a switch and turned it on against Florida State Seminoles, knocking them out. And I think the the Ramblers they are on a great one, amazing run. Yes, they beat. Miami Hurricanes, they beat, sorry, dealing your boys, Tennessee. Oh. They beat Nevada, and they beat K-State to get here. But I think their run ends. But Loya, look, they got nothing. To ha- when, when their tournament ends, they can hold their heads up high and win this great one. And it reminds me, Dylan, of when George Mason made it, like, what, was it 12 years ago? When they went in their run in the Final Four. So that's an amazing run. In the other game, it's got Villanova against Kansas. Dylan, I think Villanova is going to upset can beat Kansas, and they'll be Villanova against Michigan in the Final Four, and I'm picking Michigan to win wow. the championship. Wow! All right, you They've hear been it. the hottest team. Man. You heard so, it here first, folks. Michigan winning it all. I'm sure Kenny Flynn is going to be happy with that pick. He's really he's really happy. So number one, uh, side note. Jim Harbaugh needs to take his football team to the Final Four game to watch Michigan beat Loyola Chicago and say, you know what, this is what a winning team looks like <laughs> because we can't win in football. Um, so you need to duplicate that on the football field. Anyway, Michigan, yes, I do believe they will beat Loyola Chicago. It has been a great run for them. I don't think that they have the firepower to withstand Michigan. I don't think they have the defense to withstand Michigan. I think Michigan will run all over them. I think it'll probably be at least 15 points or more that they, they that they'll win by. So it will be double digits, I promise. Uh, and Kansas and Villanova, the battle of the number ones. I mean, we didn't think that was going to happen, but it did. I think Villanova has has their name written on the national cha- championship trophy already. So I think Villanova is going to win that game. And then at the very end, I don't think Michigan can withstand Villanova. I think Villanova will win the national championship this year and be the title holders. So, Sorry, I, I stand corrected. The lawyer of Chicago actually has the longest winning streak, 14. Michigan has 13. Oh. So I had to correct myself there. But okay. go on ahead, Dylan. Oh, uh, yeah. Loyola Chicago is not going not gonna to make it to the final two. I'm sorry. Well, a player to watch out for for Michigan is Charles Matthews. I think he's a player you definitely got to watch out for in that game in these final four, these next two games. All right. Good stuff. I think that Michigan's going to do a great job. However, again, I don't think they're going to they're going to win it all. But that's just me. Anyway, let's talk about the NBA. Uh, JT, what's going on with uh, the playoff race there in the NBA? Well, Dylan, the NBA, everyone's talking about the Warriors right now because Steph Curry can't stay healthy right now. They're saying that he could miss the first round of the playoffs uh, with his ankle injury. So. We were kind of joking about it Under Armour when I was at work the other day because, you know, we have the Curry 4s. And I bought the low-top shoes a couple of weeks ago, and they have the little ankle uh, stuff on the – putting a little microphone here. They have the little ankle things on the back of your ankle, like your Achilles, to kind of give you more comfort on his shoes. And I kind of joked around. I was like, man, I think Steph Curry could use a pair of that on his shoes or whatever he's wearing right now because he's been having those ankle problems like every season, it seems. Yeah, So. Not only that, Kevin Durant was out. He came back in their game, and he got ejected. He got a technical foul, like, crossing out the ref, and got sent out, and the Warriors lost to the Bucks. I believe they lost. So 
the Warriors have been dropping in the standings, and I believe they are in third place right now. Maybe second, third, somewhere around there. And the Portland Trailblazers, they've done pretty well. And no, the Warriors are second. The Warriors have lost three games in a row. The Portland Trailblazers are in third place. My Spurs, we were on a six-game winning streak. Then we lost, and then we won our last game. Uh, they're in fourth, but still no word on Kawhi Leonard if he's going to come back or not. The Thunder are in fifth. You got the Pelicans, the T-Wolves, and the Jazz. So it looks like Dylan, those teams are going to be in the, out the West. In the Eastern Conference, the Raptors, they're leading the, the division in the East. So it looks like they're going to win that division. The hottest team has been the Boston Celtics. They've won five games in a row. The Celtics have been very impressive. The Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, that you're going to make the playoffs. And the Sixers, man, they got Marco Fultz back. And then Joel Embiid goes down with an injury. So the Sixers, man, that injury bug just cannot seem to stop those guys. Pacers, Wizards, the Miami Heat, and the Bucks. I think those teams are going to make it out of the East Dillon. Detroit, they are five games out. And I don't think they're going to be able to catch up the Bucks. So that's how the NBA is looking right now. Tyron Lue is coming back for coach the Cavaliers. So that's pretty much my NBA update so far. Looking at the potential matchups for the first round of the playoffs, which game do you th- which series do you think will be the best series to watch? Well, I hate sounding like such a homer right now, but <laughs> I would have to pick obviously it will depends what happens with the Pelicans. But right now, let's say the Spurs play the Thunder. I think that's going to be a very entertaining series. I know it, Kawhi could play in the first round. We don't know yet. But I think the Spurs and Thunder will be a great series. you got uh, Kawhi, of course, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Greg Popovich, our bench, LaMarcus Aldridge, taking on against, of course, Carmelo Anthony. And you got Paul George. And you got Russell Westbrook. So to me, that's going to be a very entertaining series if those two teams play each other in the first round. I think Portland and New Orleans, that could be a good series as well. And then the East Dillon, I think it's going to be between, I think the Wizards with John Wall and the Cavaliers, that mm. could be a very entertaining series as well. But Kinda. I think the Braun will probably beat them easily in five or six games. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think it'll, it'll be easy. easy. The Sixers, series. I would have loved to see the Sixers and Pacers be a good series, but now the Sixers with their injury issues, the Pacers might win that series. So we will have to wait and see. But the Spurs and Rockets, or Spurs and Rockets, Spurs and Thunder, and the Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers, those are probably two game series to watch for playoff potential playoff matches. All right. Well, let's uh, move on and talk about some hockey news. So the Orlando Solar Bears clinched a spot in the ACHL Kelly Cup playoffs. And do you think they have a chance to actually get the cup this year? Well, the Orlando Solar Bears, Dylan, have done fairly well this season in the ECHL. Of course, you made the playoffs last year and lost in seven games to the Florida Everblades. So, the Orlando Solo Bears, Dylan, with remember because they're the base of the Double A team for the Toronto Maple, uh, Maple Leafs. Leafs. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of young prospects on that team right now, and in the ECHL, the only team that I think that they should obviously be concerned about in our conference. Of course, the Florida Everblades. They've been done really well. They have 100 points this season. They are kicking everybody's butt right now. The Manchester Monarchs are another team to watch out for. So those are the only two teams I think Orlando has to really worry about. Maybe South Carolina, Stingrays, because they're the foreign team for the Capitals. But I think Orlando, I think they can go far in the Kelly Cup. I don't know if they're going to win it, 
but I think they can go a lot farther in the first round, which is what they did last year. All right, yeah. I think they should be doing very well, too. They actually, um, yeah, with them being the Toronto Maple Leafs, one of their farm teams, I guess you could say, it's, um, you know, there's some really good talent in that system. I think that Orlando can do pretty well, but the Florida Everblades, they're always a very, very good team to uh, be matched up against. Yeah, Orlando's been hot, Dylan. They just crushed the uh, Jacksonville Icemen last night, uh, six to one. So they've done exceptionally well this season, and we'll see if the Solo Bears can keep it going. All right, Dylan, let's take a look around the professional ranks in the NHL. So right now, Dylan, what everyone's focusing on is the wild card races. So in the Eastern Conference, it looks like Dylan's going to be the Philadelphia Flyers and New Jersey Devils going at the playoffs as the wild card teams. The Florida Panthers are behind the Devils by three points, Dylan, but. I really don't think the Florida Panthers are going to catch them. They're, they're 5-4 and won their last 10 games. And they lost the Senators. You can't beat the Senators. You're in trouble. So that's who's going to be out of the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, Dylan, the St. Louis Blues, who everyone left for dead with all their injury problems, they have gone on fire lately. They've gone 8-2 in their last 10 games. They've won six in a row. And now they're holding the top wild card spot, Dylan. They could play your Preds in the first round. They could, and that would be actually a really good thing. Because they're tied with the Ducks right now. Yes, they're the, tied with the Ducks. Yep. Ducks are playing the Kings tonight, so that's going to be a really, really interesting match to watch as well because those two have been battling it out for third in the Pacific in the Pacific Conference uh, Pacific Division. So that's always a good battle to look at. And if we did play them in the first round of the playoffs this year. Last year we did the same thing, and it was a very, very tough series for us physically because those those players are mean, they're big, and they go out there with a vengeance. And so I, th- I think that I don't think we do very well when it comes to being physical throughout an entire series. Hopefully we can withstand it, but last year we lost Ryan Johansson very early in the playoffs. We lost Kevin Fiala in the playoffs, so we got injured very, very quickly. I think it was a product of the series we played against Anaheim is the main reason why we get lost those players. So we'll see what happens. I mean, ho- hopefully we, it does hold strong. We do play the St. Louis blues. We are division rivals, but we have had the St. Louis blues number this season. So we'll see what happens when the playoffs roll around. But yeah, I mean, I think the ducks and the Kings are, are a really, really good matchup to look at for the rest of the season to see who can squeak into the playoffs, who can get that third um, the th- third spot in the Pacific. Yeah, Dylan, I definitely agree with you on that. So the NHL has about a week and a half of the season to go. And remember, guys, the Stanley Cup playoffs start April 11th. So very exciting. Uh, speaking of the hottest team right now, the Vegas Golden Knights, Dylan, as we all expected, came out of nowhere and are now in the playoffs officially. Uh, they're the first team, Dylan, to become to clinch a playoff spot in their inaugural season since the ninth, since. 1979-1980 season. And that was back, back when the NHL first expanded beyond the original six and the like 12 teams I think they had back then. So that's congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights, and we'll see how they do in the playoffs, Dylan, because it looks like they could play the Ducks. They could play maybe the Blues. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But how do you think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to do? Do you think they're going to get out of the first round, or you think they're going to struggle? Um... The thing is with the Vegas Golden Knights, they got Marc Andre Fleury. They do. The Cup last year. They do. Yeah, they do. I I think that they do have a veteran presence on the team, but they it's still a young team. I I think that 
They need to have a lot of playoff experience. They have James Neal on that team. They have Marc-Andre Fleury on that team. They do have players with playoff experience. It's just, do they have enough experience on that team to move forward? Do they have enough leadership in that locker room to move forward? That's the biggest question mark. And I, I think that with Vegas, I mean, they could do very well in the playoffs, but it's one of those things that it's a waiting game for us. We just have to wait and see if they can actually live up to the hype in the playoffs and advance to the, you know, past the first round. So we'll see if the Vegas Golden Knights can live up to the hype when it comes to being one of the strongest teams in the NHL this season. Well, one thing I do know when the playoffs start, it's definitely going to be a party in Vegas. That's for sure. All right, Dylan. So let's go on to the President's Trophy Cup race. Your Predators, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Boston Bruins are in that race, Dylan. You think the Preds are going to get it? Or you just want Bruins or somebody else to get it so you don't have to deal with that curse like my Capitals have? Like. I want someone else to get it. I want the Boston Bruins or Tampa Bay to get it. I don't care who gets it. Just take it. I don't care. However, if we did get it, I think we could be the team that could win both the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. I, I think we really could be. So at a certain point, I really don't care. You know, as long as we're healthy going into the playoffs, as long as we are on a roll going into the playoffs, we are on a two-game win streak right now. We've actually been playing pretty well. Pecorine's on fire. UC Saros last night won a game 5-3. to three, um, Against the Sharks, Against yeah. the Sharks, which is a very physical, physical team, the Sharks. So yeah, you got Buffalo tomorrow. Yeah, we got Buffalo tomorrow. Um, Ellie Tolvanen He's will coming. probably be playing tomorrow night against Buffalo, and they'll be playing again on Sunday night against Tampa Bay, which I'll be at that game. So, you know, I think we're, we're the, the cogs are turning. I think that it's, it's turning into a really, really good race toward the, towards the finish. But if we win the President's Cup, uh, if we win the President's Trophy, great. If not, you know what? I'm not going to complain. All right, Dylan. Well, let's go to our Preds Caps update. I'll just give a brief update on the Washington Capitals. The Capitals, as I mentioned, they're on a five-game winning streak. And we are currently five points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins for the Metropolitan Division crown. Uh, the Capitals have already clinched a playoff spot, so that's good news thanks to the Penguins beating the Devils and, of course, the Panthers losing. And the Capitals, Dylan, we've done pretty well. Hope he's done back playing pretty well for us. Ovechkin, he's done really solid this season. He has 45 goals and 38 assists and 83 points. So Ovechkin doing what he does. I just hope he can keep that form up in the playoffs and for the Capitals Dylan like I said it looks like for the first round matchup we're either going to play the Flyers or we could play the Blue Jackets those are the two teams that we're most likely going to play against in the first round I think if we play the Flyers I think we match up pretty well against the Flyers I think we'll be okay Columbus though they've been hot Dylan they're 9-1 in their last they've been on fire so the Columbus Blue Jackets if we play them, they're going to make me nervous because they remind me of what happened last year in the playoffs when we played the Toronto Maple Leafs. They scared, man. We were lucky we got out of that series alive, man, six games because that really could have been an upset. And I think Columbus has that potential, Dylan. But if it's the Flyers, we I definitely like our chances. So that's my Caps update. Dylan, your Preds, I know they're doing well. Number one team in up. the NHL. Number one team in the NHL, yes, that's all are. I got to say. 111 points so far, a franchise record. We've never had more than 110 points in a season before. Last night we, we got our 111th point, which is fantastic for the franchise. I think that we have five more games left. The Jets have five more games left. They're in second. We're in first in the Central. 
We only need to secure four more points. That's two wins to snatch the Central Division this year. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Hopefully we can snatch the Central Division, giving us um, home, uh, home ice. I mean, I mean, if we, if we have home ice, we have home ice in the first round so far. If we can get it throughout the entire playoffs, that would be phenomenal for us. So I, I think that we can do it. It's just a, a matter of time. Um, I know we have to, I believe that, I think we only have to have four more points to actually get first place in the West at least. And in that case, we will have home ice the entire way through the playoffs. So Preds have been playing very, very well. They've won the past two games. We've been scoring well. Our power play is still a little iffy right now. I think we're passing it way too much. I think we should be putting more pucks on net, but I think we'll, work those things out in the coming in the few next few games. Um, and another thing we're, we're doing very, very bad about is penalties. Penalties are, are really wearing us down. We've been on the power play way too much on the penalty kill way, 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 way too much. So I think we need to work on that. But if we fix those small things, I mean, power play, that's usually one of the big things that generates goals for a team, but we've been on the power play so much. We haven't generated goals from the power play, but we're still generating goals through our five on five play. So, I mean, I think that's a really good thing for us. We don't have to worry about our power play, but I still want to have that security of having a good power play too. So I think that going into the playoffs, we will shore those things up and uh, look forward to the Kings, the ducks. Um, we may play the blues, like you said. So, I mean, there are a few teams that we might look at in the playoffs, but I feel really, really confident in us um, going into the playoffs. So I know JT's been itching to do this segment because he hasn't done it in so long. It's been like, what, two weeks now? Just two weeks, Dylan. About two two weeks. weeks. I mean, it's been a while. So it is JT's favorite segment every single week. It's JT's Football Recap of the Week. JT, I will give you the microphone, sir. Thanks, Dylan. And as always, out of bounds, we are here to recap the latest from the beautiful game and making his triumph return after a couple weeks. Let's do it. All right, guys. So, for my weekend recap, uh, we didn't have much league action because there was international friendlies as teams were getting ready for the World Cup in a couple months. And just some notable action there. Uh, Columbus got their first win against France, 3-2 to two, last week. Uh, Portugal had a game against Egypt. Egypt was leading that game late, one nothing, And then Cristiano Ronaldo scored two late goals to give them the victory, 2-1. to one. Spain and Germany played an entertaining 1-1 draw. And then on Tuesday, Dylan, Argentina had a big game against Spain, and Messi did not play in this game. He needed a day off, and boy, his day off came at a bad time because Argentina got destroyed 6-1 to by Spain. Jorge Sampioli has a lot of work to do uh, to get the boys ready for the World Cup because they certainly not look ready on Tuesday. All right, Dylan, on here to Central Florida as Orlando City had an off week this past week. Their last couple games, they had a loss against Minnesota United, and they lost to New York City FC. But they're playing the New York Red Bulls tomorrow at 1 o'clock on Unimas. And Sasha Kleisten, that's his former team that he used to play for. He's very excited. Gets to go against his former team. Orlando City is going to be at home. So we'll see, Dylan, if the boys in purple can get it done tomorrow afternoon. The ladies, Orlando Pride, they had their first game this past weekend against the Utah Royals as there was a thrilling 1-1 draw. The Royals were leading the game early in the game, and then Marta's got a goal in the 21st minute 
to get a 1-1 draw for the Atlanta Pride. The Atlanta Pride will play the Washington Spirit tomorrow. All right, Dylan, on to some soccer news as MLS and Liga MX are announcing a partnership. This was announced a couple weeks ago, but for the Campiones Cup, it's basically going to be a Super Cup between Liga MX top team and MLS, which is going to be Toronto FC. That game will be taking place on September 19th of this year. Uh, Dylan, this man has been known for international, his attitude, everything, play all these clubs. He's like a mercenary, and now he's coming to America. His name Slatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Wait a second. Say his name again. Slatan Ibrahimovic. One more time. Slatan Ibrahimovic. One more time. Slatan Ibrahimovic. Thank you. All right, guys. As he's known as King Slatan, he's coming to Los Angeles to play for the LA Galaxy and MLS. So a lot of fans are very excited. He was at the airport signing autographs and everything. So he could make his debut tomorrow against their big game against LAFC, their rivals. So we'll see. It's going to be on TV. It's going to be tomorrow at 3 p.m. on Fox, Dylan. So for Orlando City B, they have not been officially announced, but speculation is they're going to return to USL in their Division Three league next season. Word is they might be a rebrand and be called Orlando City Manatees? I don't like that. Uh, I mean, I so we have Orlando Pride. We have the Orlando City FC. Which is the Lions. Which is the Lions. Now we're so, going to Manatees? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. Hopefully they'll stick with the B team. That sounds a lot better. Yeah, I like I calling so. them the B squad. But anyway, to a team that's not playing right now, to a team that is playing, Nashville SC. Dylan, your boys, they made their debut in the USL last week, and they played against Louisville City, the defending USL champions, on St. Patrick's Day. They lost that game 2-0. And then this past weekend, Dylan, they were at home at Nissan Stadium in front of 18,900 fans. Uh, very excited to come out and see their new soccer team. They played against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. It was a nil-nil draw. But Nashville SC, Dylan, they're not worried about it. They're getting exciting in Nashville because they know they're going to be in MLS in a couple years. And they got their game tomorrow against the Bethlehem Steel. So we'll see if they'll bounce back and get their first win. And you got a bunch of games coming up. Sevilla, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Juve against AC Milan. But there's one game you got to watch, guys, besides Chelsea Tottenham on Sunday. It's, of course, the LA Derby, as they're calling El Trafico, between LAFC and LA Galaxy. That's going to be on Fox on Saturday, guys. So don't forget to watch it. And that will be my conclude, my football recap of the week. So miscellaneous news, Eddie Olchek from NHL, from NBC Sports Network. He actually announced last week that he's cancer-free which is fantastic. Phenomenal news for Eddie. And the Blackhawks organization, uh, he actually announced it on um, NBC for Chicago Blackhawks coverage and, and said that he was cancer-free, which is fantastic. It's great to see that you know a guy of that stature is, is definitely rising above that disease. And it's, it's really, really awesome to see that he is uh, cancer-free now. So he should be returning to the booth um, soon. So soonish. So I'm not really sure when he'll make his official debut back in the booth, but... Should be quite soon for us. Yesterday was Major League Baseball's opening day, and one team that I care about, the Atlanta Braves, actually won a game. So they're 1-0. Yeah, Dylan, that was an amazing game. The Braves were down 5-2 in the sixth inning, and then they got three runs in the eighth inning to tie the game. And then... Nick Merkakis, man. Yeah, Walk-off home run, walk baby. Walk-off home run to get the Braves a win, 8-5. to five. So, wow, that was an amazing game. Uh, Dylan, 
We have a diehard Phillies fan that we work with today. Alice, did you see her at work today? I don't think she was there. No, mm, sadly. I wonder why. She was crying over the Phillies, but she was still cheering about the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, of course. Of course, everyone's cheering about the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Yeah, everyone still is. All right, Dylan. And, of course, in baseball, we had more games as Giancarlo Stanton made his debut for the Yankees, and he got two home runs. Speaking of people crying, I'm sure Miami, Miami Marlin fans are just boo-hooing today. Yeah, the Marlins got whooped up pretty bad by the Cubs yesterday, so not looking good. The Astros won, of course, the Yankees won. And of course, Ichiro was back in Seattle last night as the Mariners defeated the Indians 2-1. to one. So, Dylan, I'm, I'm excited. I know we're, we're going to do our best to keep up with baseball, but I'm just glad to see baseball back. You know, it's great. Come I am too, and, and this year, you know, being on the softball team, we'll talk about it in a little bit, being on the welcome homies, I've grown – fonder of the sport of baseball i've grown um more interested in watching the game and and actually playing it and being there as a coach. i I only played one game so far um but watching it as a coach and stuff it's been pretty cool so i I, i'm looking forward to watching baseball more on tv I, I i probably won't watch it you know that much don't get too crazy but i might watch a game every once in a while so it's gonna be great definitely speaking of baseball dylan tim tebow has apparently been called up to his the New York Mets double A team, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Yep, that's their team name. So he was in spring A, spring A, spring training, and he was kind of struggling a bit through I think he played seven, eight games. So the Mets sent him down to the minors, and apparently he did well enough to get a call up from the double A team. So Unfortunately for us, Dylan, because he was with the Port St. Lucie Mets. That's right. Year. Yeah, they played with the, they played against the Fire Frogs last Fire year. Frogs, so yeah. we may not see him this year, but I mean, definitely wish Tim Tebow good luck, and we'll see how far he can go. It'll be interesting to see how his career goes. I, I think that he's such a good, he's such a powerful athlete that it's so incredible to see that he made his transition from football to. Being able to play baseball, yeah. Not really knowing that he's going to be a pro baseball player. Like, we, we, no one really thought that Tim Tebow was going to be on the Mets roster at any point in his career, in a baseball career. But it's really, really cool to see how he's doing in this in these leagues he's playing in. And, I mean, I hope one day that he does get to the Mets. I, th- I think that it'll be really, really cool for the city. It'll be cool for the team. It'll be good for fans because fans will be able to buy Tim Tebow merchandise in their in their shops for the Mets. So I think it'll be really, really cool for the city. No, I agree, Dylan. I agree. And uh, Usain Bolt, he was training with Borussia Dortmund, which is a soccer team in Germany. And Borussia Dortmund, uh, they are sponsored by Puma. And Usain Bolt, I believe he was also sponsored by Puma. Of course. So I'm not sure if he's really trying to get in a soccer team or since he retired from track and field, or he's just using marketing approach for Puma because they both sponsor. He's sponsored by them, and the soccer team sponsored by them. So we'll see how that goes. But I find that was pretty interesting, Dylan. I think he's talked about it in, in interviews before how he's had an interest in soccer um, in the past. So, I mean, he might be able to pick up the game. I don't think he'd be a professional. I think he'd probably play in the minor leagues, kind of like a Tim Tebow kind of thing. But... You know, hey, he has talked about an interest in soccer, and I'm glad to see him living out his dream after his track and field career has come to an end. So it's really cool. All right, Dylan, on to our winners and losers this week. 
Yeah, so, I'll give the microphone to you first. I'll start first. So my winner this week, and because apparently this lady's been getting attention to the news all the last couple of weeks since Loyola, Chicago. There you run. go. There you go. <laughs> you got it. it. Right. Sister Jean. And I think a lot of people dealing with were like, why are we talking about this lady and not the players? You know, I think some people don't understand that. But look, I think what Sister Jean is doing, Dylan, is she's getting the attention and, you know, keeping all the attention on her and not on the players. That way the players can focus on their game. And it's worked, Dylan. They've gotten this far. Yeah. they got the longest winning streak in the country right now. Yeah. And I know I picked Michigan to win, but who knows? Loyal might have surprised me and try to beat Michigan. And then, you know, Sister Jean's going to probably blow up our podcast page on Twitter. So who knows? But she's my winner this week just for keeping the faith in that team and I mean, let's face it, Chicago don't got much to cheer about right now, Dylan. The the Blackhawks aren't going to the playoffs. Nope. The Bulls are terrible this yep. year. The Bears had an awful season. Yep. And the Cubs, yeah, they, I know they won the World Series a couple years ago, but they got knocked out in the playoffs last year by the Dodgers. So, for Chicago, Loyola is getting something exciting about, and that's great to see for that city. I mean, even Barack Obama's tweeting about them. Of like course. That, that, that's a great motivational boost for Loyola Chicago, and I think it's a great motivational boost for the city. Definitely, definitely. My loser this week, Dylan, as I mentioned earlier in my NBA segment, the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's because they just got Markel Fultz back from an injury, long-term injury. And then a couple games later, Joel Embiid got injured, and they're saying he might need surgery on a fractured orbital. Uh, I guess he injured his eye because he was in concussion protocol. So the Sixers are going in to the playoffs, and they might miss him for the first round. Mm. So the Sixers, Dylan, after all this hope, Finally, injury bug. You know, the GM saying, trust the process. And now the Sixers are finally good. Now this happens. Well, they just can't catch a break. So that's my loser this week. Dylan, who are your winners and losers this week? Winners and losers this week for me. I would say my winner is Johnny Menzel because he his stock has actually risen over the past few days. He he has risen, Johnny Menzel. Um, he's doing great things with football, with these pro days. He was actually at Texas A&M's pro day this week. And he's throwing around the ball. I mean, he, he's he's doing the right things. He's showing that he is wanting to come back to football. He is 110% focused on football, on his return to football. And other teams are looking at it. I think that the New England Patriots have been a team that, like I said earlier in the show, have been looking at him very, very closely. I think that there are other teams out there that would be interested in his services as a backup quarterback, if not a starting quarterback. So, at least a backup quarterback position as of right now. I think that Johnny Manziel could get on at least a practice squad if he wanted to. I really think he could. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens with his career. I, but I, I do think that his career will be resurrected very, very soon. It's a lot sooner than we think. So keep an eye on Johnny Manziel because he is my winner this week. My loser this week is the Raiders punter, Marquette King. He just got released by the team. For no reason whatsoever. And the Raiders fans are very upset. He is a two-year All-Pro. Like, he he is a phenomenal punter. Um, I, I think that there are teams out there that will want to add him to the roster. I, I think he has enough talent on the field. And, I mean, we don't see any problems from, from Marquette King at all. We don't see any off-the-field problems at all. So I think that Marquette King has a really, really good chance of landing on a roster in the next week or two. I don't think he's going to be on the free agency wire long. Um, but, I mean, there's always, always a need for a specialist like Marquette King on a team 
in the NFL, and so he will find a home soon. But that's my winner this. That's my winner and loser this week. Um, tough break for Marquette, but hey, maybe you know broader horizons will will come into his life, and he'll find a team that will be just the one, so he can get a ring. We'll see what happens. John Gruden, why'd you fire him? It's John Gruden's fault. Oh, all right, Dylan. On to our <laughs> final thoughts. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll let you go first. All right, Dylan. Well, my final thought, just a quick shout out to Full Sail University as apparently when I went to visit the campus last month, I was apparently entering a contest to do post stuff about my uh, tour, campus tour on social media. And apparently I had won a prize. I didn't know that I was in the contest, but I won a prize. They sent me some Full Sail swag. So attend Full sail swag. So a t-shirt and a bag, so that's pretty cool. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to them. But for my final thought, Dylan, I'm going to talk about who we were talking about earlier, Johnny Manziel. Uh, I was reading an article on ESPN, and they were talking about how his mom and how effective she was with everything he had done in his life. And Johnny Manziel was talking about it. That hit him really hard because he talked about when he saw his mom crying in tears and when his mom asked him, what are you doing with your life? And that hit Johnny Manziel hard. I think he, he realized, you know, I got to turn around. I can't end it like this. And he's, like you said, he's been working really hard, doing the pro days, trying to get back to the NFL. And he's done really well. He's going to be in the spring league. The spring league starts April 7th. So he's going to play in that league. I think he'll do really well, Dylan. And Johnny Manziel, he has his head on the right track. He said that if he doesn't get an offer in the NFL, he will go to Canada and play in the CFL. So I think Johnny Manziel... That would be a smart decision. He goes, plays in Canada, gets some options, and then who knows, Dylan, maybe by the end of the fall or maybe next year, maybe he might be in the NFL team if he does really well. So I'm glad to see Johnny Manziel turn around and uh, just wishing the best of luck, and uh, we'll just see how it goes, man. Uh, Dylan, what is your final thought? My final thought goes out to the Disney Vacation Club softball team, the Welcome Homies. We are now 3-1 and one on the season. We have won three games consecutively. The second game of the season, we won 34-3. to Third game of the season, we won 14-4. to And the fourth game of the season, this past week on Tuesday, we won by a score of 12-3. to So we are doing a very good job with this softball team. I think that we are going to make a very strong push towards the end of the season. We're having a great time, though. That's the biggest thing. I, I, it's not anything we're doing technically. I, I, we are doing technical things correctly. But it's not we're like overemphasizing technique and all this stuff. We're just having fun out there. And I mean, it's, it's converting into wins. So that's a win-win for me. We're having a great time with the, with the team. And, um, we just hope the, the momentum keeps going because I think we can do some really good things in the playoffs and the rest of the season as well. So I'll definitely keep you updated on the scores of our team from now on. And, on that note, thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. You can follow us on Facebook, Out of Bounds with Dylan James, on Twitter, OOB Podcast. Um, you can also email me at Dylan at com. Give us any feedback, comments, concerns you have about this show because we want to hear from you and make this show the best it possibly can be. So you are the ones to help us with that. So we thank you for listening every single week. JT, what are your social media handles, sir? You can reach me on Twitter at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at JT at com, And you can follow me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jttosportsguy.com. And just want to wish everyone a happy Easter.
Yes, happy Easter, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. It's D-I-L-L-O-N, not D-Lon, not Dylon, not Delion. Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, the right way to spell it. So follow me on Twitter. Um, we will always have updates there on our social media pages. And also listen to us on WBLZ Sports. We're always on there every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern time. And we go on every every once in a while as well sporadically. So definitely follow them on Twitter. And thanks for listening once again. And next week, we will have a big show for you guys, as always. And we'll talk to you then. Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderan from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball. Get you the ball. WBLZ Sports. I hope he doesn't kill somebody.